2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Today on What Chaos, even for the Leafs, this is a little ridiculous. Even for the Edmonton
2: Oilers, this is a little ridiculous.
0: An update on the
2: NHL All-Star jerseys. There, did, did you not see the pictures? And I went to the most depressing hockey game you could ever imagine, and it lived up to the hype. Press every button you can, subscribe on YouTube, and
0: tell your friends, it's what chaos, gang. Howdy, whatnots, it's Wednesday, January 17th in the United States of America, it is what chaos, I am DJ Bean. I'm very, very, very sick. Sean DePaz is here. Pete is in Chicago. How are you, Pete?
2: I am lovely. How are are you you guys? What? Are you sick? I'm not sick. No. I'm a little full. I went to breakfast this morning, so I'm playing hurt in the sense that my tummy hurts. Ooh. What'd you get? Let's grab some ass. I just, uh, I got like a skillet with uh, scrambled eggs, bacon, a little hash. I know where
0: you went. Did you go to the place that... We yeah. went, yeah. I love that place. Don't say it.
2: It's Why? Like a well known <laughs> famous the place. place? That we went, yeah. It yeah. was uh Lou, Lou Mitchell's, Lou it Mitchell's. Was, uh, yeah, it was it was fine. Like the, the vibes are good, very, I very went, strong vibes in that place.
0: I went three times last time we were in Chicago one without you guys, one with just you, Pete, and then one with uh all of us, right?
2: Yeah, that was That's like right before best. we were getting on a plane to get, head back. That was like the last thing that we did. Yeah. Oh. The best but my tongue, my tummy hurts. I mean, when we were there, so at Lou Mitchell's, what do they give you? Do
0: they give you like a muffin while you're waiting for your food? I forget.
2: Yeah, a little um a little uh donut hole. Oh, they There's give you a donut, donut hole. hole. A donut and hole and a slice of uh orange. That's
1: right. what they gave
2: us this morning. And they were like, "Hey, on the house."
1: Are you and they sure say that? on I the house ever every time like it's
2: special treatment.
1: I didn't get that. So are we sure? Really? Are we sure we went? Like is it- Maybe they're Maybe they're racist. That's what I was, that's kind of where I was going. <laughs> that is that where, wait, is that, that is where? Not, that's not where I was going. But so I'm, Pete did the to, white
0: thing yeah. of like,
1: I'm an ally. But I'm ready How dare it. they? <laughs> no, 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 no. Someone else wants to call out racism. I'll lean into it. Oh, you, so you will do? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I never crossed my mind, but now I've decided that. You racist. are in the advantageous
0: you, position, though, where like you could have made Pete freak out there and been like, no Pete, I don't think they
2: were being racist, but
0: thanks for uh oh, thanks for uh reducing me
2: to the just color the color of my skin. Yeah. Racism anyway. 2 yeah. days after Martin Luther King Day. This Unbelievable. Guy. Boycott this establishment.
0: Well, when I was at Lou Mitchell's uh a so they came out, they gave the donuts and the, the donut holes and everything, and I was by myself and there was a uh, couple from across the pond sitting next to me. And uh, the man said, like, excuse me, uh, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's like a donut hole. Yeah, I don't know, like Munchkin, whatever, Timbit, wherever, you, wherever you're wherever you from. And he was like, uh, oh, so it's just like a little donut? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, is this customary? And I was like, for us to eat these things? Fuck yeah, it is. And he was like, no, for like, as you wait for, you've already told them which food you want. And they know that you're about to eat a meal. And they still give you donuts and i was like look sir i know what you're doing here you're doing some honest fat you're doing some fat fat american
2: stuff and the answer to all that is probably but still yeah specifically and especially in the midwest like the midwest if i lived here i would be i would just be round i would be a sphere dude Uh, the midwest is
1: the best place on on the planet I'm a Midwest guy too. I'm a huge Midwest Midwest guy. guy. I lived in Phoenix for the last three years. Everyone there is like all the the, the weather's always nice. They're always in shape. They're always eating nice. And I'm not about that. Like sometimes I want shitty food and I want to be a little fat and wear a hoodie and not have to show anybody. I'll
2: tell you what, man, like I don't feel I feel like I resonate and identify with Chicago more than I do with Boston in terms of like just like these are my people. And I didn't, I didn't tell this story, but like on Monday night I was at, um, I went, out, I went out to just grab dinner and a couple drinks at a bar and watch the football game. And it was me and there were like three other people in the bar and they were down the bar for me and. They were screaming, 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 screaming at the top of their lungs about how the Packers can't keep getting away with having elite quarterbacks while the Bears are like can't find a single one. And it was like the most stereotypical discussion you could ever like think to hear in a Chicago bar. And the fact that it was happening in reality just made me so fucking happy. And I talked to people and they were like, yeah, like that conversation happens every single night in every bar in Chicago. And I was like, that is unbelievable. This place makes me so happy.
0: That's a very Chicago thing for yeah. everything to come back to the Packers are ruining our lives. Do you remember the mm-hmm. first time uh do you remember the first time you went to Chicago, Pete, what happened at a Cubs game?
2: um well, like the seating and the bleachers?
0: Yes, so we went to a Cubs game. We were going to Lollapalooza. This was like a big moment in my and Pete's friendship. Uh, We're we're grabbing huge ass right now, by the way. But (laughs) uh, we were going to Lollapalooza, and Pete was like, can we go to Wrigley? I'd love to go to Wrigley Field. I'd never been before. We were like, fuck yeah, let's go to Wrigley Field. As we're walking in... We run into one of my friends from Boston and her best friend who had just moved from Boston to Chicago, not to objectify anybody, but these are two beautiful women in their 20s. And they're where are you sitting? What's that?
2: He said that's right, buddy. A
0: They were like, where are you sitting? Bleachers, bleachers. Oh, okay. Awesome. Amazing. So we get to the bleachers, which is uh, first come, first serve. And we see that there is no place to sit. And we're like, oh man, this sucks. I guess we're just gonna have to stand around. And confidently, coming from Boston, which is like a pretty curmudgeonly place itself,
2: obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
0: My friend was like, "I'll talk
2: to uh, I'll talk to some people. Maybe people they'll like big like we're hot women energy. We can find a way. And, and we can talk ourselves exactly out of this that, But it ticket. was kind
0: of an unspoken thing where, like, if anybody is going to uh, to If anybody's going to play the privilege card here, it's not the stupid dudes uh, who are already drunk at like 11 in the morning. So my friend walks over and is like, excuse me, uh, do you think you can make room for me and my friends? And they looked at her like, get the fuck out of here. We're trying to hate our lives. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. We're trying to yell at the Cubs. (laughs) Yeah. This has nothing to do with you. Love Chicago. And then the Cubs Chicago proceeded the to almost
2: best. get no-hit by Wade Miley. Yep. That was we incredible. Missed,
0: we missed uh, Chris Stapleton.
2: Yeah, because, because we had to see it through to see if yeah. Wade Miley would throw the no-hitter.
0: Yeah. So uh, very fun times. Pete saw an incredible hockey game in Chicago. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But, I mean, you, you got 19 rounds of boxing with the shootout. What
2: a game. It was. I'm, I'll am i save my 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 takes on it. But like I had a good time last night. It was it was a horrible game that I enjoyed very much. A thing that we should do is when we're grab assing
0: and a hockey thing comes up to be like, like oh, I'll save that in case we get later. to it later. Yes. We're I don't want to get off topic here. Uh, Tell you what, we start with the Maple Leafs. Because they've done it again. They blew a two-goal lead to the Oilers last night, let the Oilers get their 11th win in a row. I woke up to text messages this morning, multiple from friends saying, hey, when the Leafs took a lead on the Oilers last night, I placed whatever bet. Our friend Megan Kelly, not that Megan Kelly, when the Oilers were down 2-0, she bet Oilers first to three goals, one. When the Leafs were down, when the Oilers were down 2-0 to the Leafs, I bet Oilers to win, not just to win, but to win in regulation, Place down $10. Guess who's got $100 now? Easiest bet (laughs) in the world. And the best part is I watched it all as uh, the NyQuil was hitting. So I was Mm -hmm. like tripping out watching Evan Bouchard. Score the fucking baddest empty netter I've ever seen this side of Lena Solmark. Good luck, Ken Holland, whoever is the next GM of the Oilers. Have fun fucking signing that guy because he's such a bad man. But we have to talk about the Leafs because they keep doing it. We talked a little bit on Monday when we weren't grab-assing about how the Leafs had blown a lead to the Avalanche and lost. Let me give you this stat, Pete. In three of the last four games, the Leafs have led by two goals and lost. In all four of their last four games, they have led and lost. In five of their last seven losses, they've led by two goals. This is outrageous what they are doing.
2: Yeah, it is um, it is a strong lack of killer instinct. And just this team, it's... It's crazy how we just keep continuously get to this point every single year with this team <laughs> in terms of like, they are who we thought they were. It's, it's a talented team with a roster that is frustrating as hell there. They've got the star power. They look like a good team for portions and, and runs, but they can't, they can't put together 60 minute efforts. They can't close out games. They have a lack of killer instinct. They're a bit of a mess on the back end and in net. And they, maybe like worst of all, they don't seem that bothered by it. That's the biggest thing. Okay, They don't seem that bothered by it.
0: It's crazy. Okay, Mitch Marner after the game. I believe uh, we have the the full quote, but I'll pull up the tweet anyway. Uh, He says that the Leafs are not frustrated. Quote, we got to ignore what everyone else says. Quick uh, interjection. Everybody else is just saying what's happening. Uh, We know (laughs) we're a great hockey team. We show up every night. I mean, this last four games, we've had leads. We've played some awesome hockey, some great hockey. I would get mad at just him. But Sheldon Keefe also said that he is, quote, very pleased with the effort of the group. And I know there's already been some preemptive backlash to any sort of negative reaction this would get of, well, what do you expect them to say? You expect them to say that they're not happy. You expect them to say that they're not pleased. Lie to me, Mitch. Use the word unacceptable. Even if you say we're playing some great hockey, but we're getting unacceptable results. Just give me that one buzzword. Let me know that you understand you're being leafy.
2: Just please let me know that everyone gets that. You could say we're playing great hockey, but we need to play great hockey for 60 minutes. And say like, we're playing great hockey but we're not putting not putting it fully together end to end something like that where it's like yeah they like I said the Leafs show that they have talent they show that they're a good team at points it's just the consistency factor and doing it until the final horn and that's just it hasn't been there and I will give you a stat of my own I saw this last night from our friend James Myrtle Uh, of the last 14 games the Leafs have four regulation wins and two of them have come against the San Jose Sharks. Wow. I mean, our friend... Two two non-regulation wins, or two regulation wins against teams that are not the Sharks in the last 14 games.
0: I could be making this up, but I'm going to blame it on Jackie Redmond anyway, so it's her fault if uh, this is a wrong stat. But I think, maybe the NyQuil was hitting as I saw this, I think Jackie Redmond said that the Leafs are last or near last in regulation wins.
2: Yeah, it that's been like the case all year long. Like they just they, don't win games in regulation. They do keep going to overtime and a lot of the like mm-hmm. they've had some bad
0: results in overtime and shoot shootouts as well. But I'll also note, they're just at the beginning. That was game one of a four-game Western road trip. So yeah. it's not like I don't know. If if you're the Leafs and you're in a bad way, actually, do you want to be home or on the road? You probably want to get the road. fuck away from Yeah, Road is that, actually probably yeah. the better place to be. But Chris Rock voice. Lie to me, Mitch. (laughs) Stay, act exasperated. Like, people are going to default to thinking the Leafs don't get it. So I know it's maybe mature to not be throwing chairs and flipping out in the dressing room. But when you're the Leafs who have had some hysterically weird shit happen to you over the years, I do think if anybody should oversell being a little worried and dramatically accentuate that they understand what's happening it would have to be the Leafs
2: yeah and like part of me feels bad because you know like obviously we're picking this apart and people in Toronto just pick apart everything especially those post game game comments and it does make me feel a little bit bad where it's like they're trying to say the right things trying to be positive and you know when you're frustrated like that I'm sure they're frustrated even if they don't say it um, but like I'm sure they're frustrated, and we're just picking apart every little word or whatever. But it's also like Mitch Marner and the rest of that group have been there for a long time, and they've been doing, they've been going through these kind of things for a long time, over and over and over again. At some point, you have to get better at handling it, and you have to get better at saying the right things. And it really shouldn't be that hard. But time and ten, time and time again, it's proven that like they they just can continue a little, continuously look pretty bad in terms uh, of on the ice and in the media.
0: Do you know what one of the Oh, last thing I'll I was about to transition into an ad read. So, when I say do you know what, just know that that's when I'm about to hawk game time stuff. Okay. Leafs have the Red Wings nipping at their heels. Should they be worried about being a wild card team or does that not really matter?
2: I mean, I don't think it really matters. Like, I think the Leafs are going to be the Leafs in the playoffs, regardless of what they're <laughs> you know, like seeing. They're is. losing,
0: so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I don't think it matters.
0: Okay, that's a great answer. Hey Pete, uh, do you know what one of the tabs is on my computer right now? It's GameTime.co. Not to okay. be confused okay. Okay. with .ca. Yeah. This is an American hockey podcast. Mm-hmm. Although, as you just heard, we're a Leafs podcast. We really run the gambit. Uh, I'm very, very sick, Pete. I took a COVID test yesterday, again, and confirmed I don't have COVID. I'm not very, very sick. Just kind of have the sniffles and asthma, so I'm being a big baby. If I heal up, I'm considering going to the Bruins Avalanche game tonight. You want to talk about two teams that uh, will play each other in overtime every now and then. And I am monitoring it on GameTime.co because I love... You've heard me talk about the layout. I know that everybody has their favorite thing about time. I love the layout. You have the whole rink. It looks like the rink. You got flash deals. Oh, my God. Some of these flash deals. I mean, you get right on the glass for, I won't say the number. You have to head to gametime.co to get there. But it's such an easy purchase process. I've used it multiple times now. The app is extremely easy. I recommend doing it on the app, but because we're uh, having the the show right now, I'm on the computer. When I'm on my phone, it looks like I'm too far removed from my reporting days where I can be on my phone during a show and pass it off as, oh, I'm just being an insider. If I'm on my phone (laughs) during a show, being a fucking asshole, call me on it. So I'm on gametime.co on my laptop, and it's an easy experience you get all the tickets you want. You can get one for you, yourself, your wife, your husband, your partner, your guma. I just was a, waiting for it. I was waiting good, for it. It's a good experience if you want to hook up the guma. You know? Hell yeah. You can get, because that's the thing that game time offers. You can pick how many tickets you get. How many times you buy in tickets and you say, oh, they only have 11. I don't know if I want to buy that many. Game time, you can say, just two, just one, <laughs> just three. Just bring in the friends so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code chaos for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code CHAOS for twenty dollars off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Use code chaos for twenty dollars off.
2: Hey, Wh- can, I, can I just? I, we talked about the leafs. Can I whisper? Some sweet little nothings in your ears right now? Sure. Stuart Skinner. Are you saying like... hear that?
0: Get Stuart Skinner?
2: No, he's been so good.
0: Stuart Skinner plays every game and has been so good. (laughs) He's been so good. You know who should be an all-star if you're talking about wins?
2: Stuart Skinner. Stuart Skinner, baby. Also, I I saw this morning that um, the Avs GM was like, we are playing Alex Georgiev way too much and we are looking for goaltending help. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Like, you're playing him so much and that's how he got into the All-Star game, so he can't be that mad about it. But, uh, yeah, you are playing him way too much and he's not been that great. So, there it is. Uh, But Stuart Skinner has been awesome. Uh, 11 games in a row, or uh, 11 wins in a row for the Edmonton Oilers. Let me tell you what, they have given up most part of this the most exciting part of this uh of this win streak they've given up 15 goals at even strength in 11 games 15 goals in 11 games for the Edmonton Oilers that's crazy at five on five they're outscoring opponents 34 to 15. hell yes
0: i thought in the first period of last night's game that maybe it was ending i had a parlay that involved the oilers scoring in the first period and Leafs take a one nothing lead, and the Oilers, whether it was McDavid, Zach Hyman, who is not much of a playmaker, love the guy, but not known for doing end to end rushes or anything. But like, but whether McDavid, Drysidle, or Hyman, they were creating some breathtaking one man band sort of stuff, and Martin Jones was just stoning them, which confused the shit out of me because I before last night I had never seen. Martin Jones make a save on Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid, I believe, has more goals on Martin Jones than anybody, which makes sense because it's Connor McDavid and it's Martin Jones. But my God, every chance the Leafs got the other way, though, Stuart Skinner was keeping the minute. And that that the sense I had was, boy, they're not Oilers aren't making the most of their chances. It's going to be two nothing really quick. Then it's going to be three nothing whatever. Skinner was really really good and when it was one nothing, I thought maybe this is ending and once it was 2-0 I was like okay they're fine because the Leafs are gonna blow this 2 uh, nothing lead. Oilers do come back they're down 2 nothing in the first period they come back uh, win their 11th game in a row if the season were to end today the Oilers would be third in the Pacific So this is no longer, they're making a run and they're back in the conversation. The Oilers are there. Even once they get back to winning at a normal clip and playing at a normal clip, they will be a playoff team. Probably here's the thing though. When does the normal clip end? Because the conversation now becomes, can the Oilers with 11 straight wins break the NHL all time win streak record, which is 17 set by the 1993 penguins pulled up the Oilers upcoming schedule before the all-star break, which would get them to 16. It is buddy a joke home versus Seattle. We know they've been hot at Calgary. There's that rivalry, then home versus Columbus, home versus Chicago, home versus Nashville. If they Pete can get past those first two, I think they are laughing. And then they return from the all-star break with an incredible game in Vegas against the Knights Western Conference final rematch to tie the 1993 Penguins for longest winning streak all time. Pete, I am rooting so hard for this win streak. I am rooting so hard for this cursed, weird Oilers team in this season to become an all-time NHL team.
2: Yeah, I mean, so am I. That that uh, Vegas game would be maybe the greatest must-see TV matchup of all time, but... You know it's gonna happen, right? Like they're gonna they're gonna hit like 14 in a row and then they're gonna lose the Blackhawks. Blue Jackets. That's yeah. gonna happen. That's so Oilers. That would be the biggest Oilers thing of all time. You did mention the Kraken and how they've been hot. I do want to point out over the last month or so, best goaltending rankings, uh the Winnipeg Jets, number one. Obviously, that's not surprising. Number two, the Seattle Kraken. And number three, the Edmonton Oilers. The Kraken and Oilers, two teams that like have been kind of had like bad goaltending in their DNA for a long time. The fact that they have had two of the best goaltenders and two of the best goaltending teams in the past month has been hilarious. And it just also shows that like you can do anything in this league if you have good goaltending, because the Kraken ripped off like nine straight wins. The Oilers ripped off 11 and counting. So if you're getting good goaltending, you can win every game. It's the Bruins have proven that over the past two years. Like, it doesn't matter what else you have on your roster. It doesn't matter who's out there. If you're getting the saves, you're going to win.
0: Is the Stanley Cup back on for the Oilers? Many forget, yes. it seems like years yes. ago, it seems like it's years crazy. ago they were a Cup favorite. It seems like years ago they were a Cup favorite. Then they started the season horribly, had to fire their coach. Is, we'll do it clean for a real. is
2: the Stanley Cup back on for the Oilers? Absolutely. I don't know how you can look at this team and say it's not like everything that we talked about at the beginning of the season about the Oilers was like, this is, you know, this is a team. They're a mess defensively. They don't get saves. Obviously, they've got a ton of talent up front and they're scoring, but it doesn't matter if you're if you're not protecting your own own end. You look at the results they've gotten over this win streak. Stuart Skinner has been unbelievable. Their top three goaltending team in the last month. Uh, You look at the fact that uh, they've given up. 15 goals at, at five on five through 11 games their defense is also there like the the results aren't crazy different uh in terms of expectations versus reality so like this team has turned it around under the new coach and on top of that like their top players like Connor mcdavid like leon dry like zach hyman those guys are depositing and playing at the top of their game so Absolutely. I don't know how you can look at the Oilers and say that they're not a Stanley Cup contender.
0: They're getting real goaltending, which we never thought would happen. I would still like for them to pick up a, a backup goaltender or a 1A, somebody to rotate with Skinner, because I, don't wa- I want them to get this record, but I don't want them to run him into the ground. I think that the idea of Stuart Skinner playing well in the playoffs is so scintillating to me. This power play in the playoffs will be such a weapon. Evan Bouchard is so much better than I thought he would be this season. Zach Hyman obviously is scoring at a way higher clip than he ever has. He's going to end up scoring like 55, 60 goals this season, which is wild. It's been, as I said, an up and down season for them, but you have to consider so many players, even for a Stanley Cup favorite, are overachieving and exceeding the expectations. So yes, the Stanley Cup is back on under Chris Knobloch and the Edmonton Oilers. And buddy, I could not be happier.
2: You know what's a storyline that i love is that like leafs fans are so frustrated that they're looking at zach hyman and what he's doing in edmonton and it's like making them go insane years after the fact like years after the signing when i i feel like for the most part from what i saw when zach hyman signed with the oilers leafs fans were like yeah absolutely like go ahead and take that deal i'm happy for you i don't want you signing that deal in toronto Good riddance. We'll we'll move on without you. And then I saw a take uh, on uh, a clip from Steve Dangle's show where he was like, "Tyler Bertuzzi is making the same amount of money as Zach Hyman this year," and he, like was losing his mind. And I was like, "That's that's a wild thing to to kind of reverse your stance on." I don't know specifically what his stance was with. And the Zach also, Hyman one thing.
0: year deal, one year deal for Tyler Bertuzzi, like. That's a flyer you have with Bertuzzi. Right. Th- that's the lowest risk deal in the world. Zach Hyman is still Get a Get off the Toronto of Maple Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> that's still a Perfect. high risk deal. I uh
2: I, I do love Zach Hyman. The idea of Zach Hyman making Maple Leafs fans lose sleep in 2024 is just chef's kiss to me.
0: Amazing. Absolutely love it. Uh so we, we think they don't break the record. I'm I'm no, pulling for. I, I think that that Vegas could be the center of the universe. That's also Super mm-hmm. Bowl week. I think that Vegas could be the center of the universe if the Oilers can get the record, tie the record against the probably division leading Golden Knights at that point. But who knows? Because maybe that game can end up being for like first place in the division
1: with how the Oilers could be. Also, yeah. potential chaos chain matchup. Playing for the chaos. Oh, yeah. Vegas is playing for the chaos chain this Saturday. So if things go well for them between then and that that Oilers game, and you, can you and you have them? the Vegas Golden Knights, I, I do. No, no, I don't. No, you don't. DJ has I, Vegas. Nobody. Has nobody, nobody, has. nobody has them. Uh, yeah, I okay, have Pittsburgh. Right. So I'm yeah, but not you, really. You rude. could have the Vegas Golden Knights. Is it every game they win? they win? I get the team. I thought it was just. Yeah. I thought I only got the team if. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Sure. Yeah. I love
2: the I love the light air of confusion every time we talk about the yeah. Chaos I don't chain. know what's it's going what, on. Firstly, we kind of like uh, is, is that how it works? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> It's important to me that Pete's uh, like ninety percent sure the whole time. I don't yeah, want Pete to uh,
1: ever yeah. be doing this. I want Pete to get it. Yeah, and no, for Pete everybody else, to has like a grasp on it. I just have no idea what's going on.
2: No, I have a grasp on it. So, like, if the if the Pittsburgh Penguins who currently hold the chaos chain, if they beat the Vegas Golden Knights this weekend on Saturday. You acquire the Vegas Golden Knights and any other team that, like, if you if your team is holding the chain and beats a, a team, you assume the other team that they beat.
1: I I thought it was I thought I was only getting a team if I had a team that beat a team with the chain. So like, I got Seattle because I had Pittsburgh already, and they took the chain from Seattle, so I got Seattle with them. I didn't realize that I also got teams. For for chain defenses, so i I also like that because that makes it a little tougher to keep track of, and I like that. <laughs> you like Sean's I, idea. I I you what you like- you're saying Sean, I like that rule. I I I'm, I don't really have a preference either way. I just didn't exactly know what it was so that's kind of I just want
2: to get I want to get to a point where like towards the end of the season basically every team is owned by one of the three of us and like the teams are constantly changing hands like it is the most chaotic thing in the world
1: Mm. so what happens if like we play each other like if at some point like are all the teams up for grabs like yeah like like, we can steal each other's teams I, I we need to get. I hope we get like some high stakes. One of us versus another one. The, yeah, payoffs. that's that's why I'm. Of,
2: that's why I think this is a good good kind yeah. of place to way to do it because then basically every team Everyone is going to be wants, owned yeah. at some point. The only the only point that you could run into like a bunch of trouble is if you got a team like the Oilers at the front of their win streak and you basically own like half the league. And if the Oilers keep winning, you could own every every single team. So like there, if there was a situation where one person owned all 32 teams, it would be extremely unlikely, but they would, they, they would never lose the chain. You know, like they, they would automatically come away with the winner because they own every team.
0: Do you think that some people would rather play Squid Game than uh, the Chaos Chain? Because at least in Squid Game, if they don't get it, they get to die. <laughs>
1: You still have to live with your sins if you don't win the Chaos Chain. If you
0: lose the Chaos Chain, you still have to keep track of the Chaos Chain and try to figure out what's going on in it. I've gone from like, I I am the most pro-Chaos Chain person, possibly even on this show. I like it more than Pete does at this point. My initial thought was, what if it's confusing? And then a half second later, I was like, oh, if it's confusing, it's the fucking best. And it has only gotten more confusing, and I have only liked it more. I have no idea if like fans are riding for the chaos chain. I'm going to start making chaos chain merch. One of one exclusive stuff that just says, I understand the chaos chain shit like that.
2: I have noticed interest online picking up on it. And uh, somebody tweeted at the show account yesterday was and said uh, in, in reply to nothing just out of like, just pure at what chaos show uh, chaos chain update question mark with the hashtag uh, let's go, Red Wings. And that was very funny to me because they haven't like, even become close to the Chaos Chain. Not even, close to, not even close to holding the Chaos Chain. The Pittsburgh Penguins did not play last night. Don't play till Saturday. <laughs> like, there's no way that the Chaos Chain could change hands. But, uh, and a Red Wings fan, like, inquiring, being like, so, like, the Wings got it yet or what? <laughs> I just have no, idea. They have no idea
1: what the, the criteria is. I think we should
0: still do Chaos Chain updates where, like, Pete thought of a new rule. <laughs> so yeah, like, n- like
1: nothing happens to the chaos chain. But hey, we have an update. Pete <laughs> thought of a fun little twist. Well, <laughs> I, here's a question. Th- is this just a regular season thing? Or if like, yeah, OK, so no, a team can't. Break, it's not like the MacGuffin where they can bring it into the the playoffs. Uh, noted. OK. No, yeah. No playoffs. Very,
2: very interesting. Playoffs huh? for their own chaos chain.
1: It's going to be so hilarious when I, I, the the Blackhawks beat the Winnipeg Jets on in game, in 82. game 82 and the Chicago Blackhawks, who are undoubtedly... The worst team in hockey, or the second, uh, excuse
2: me, the second, mm, best team undoubtedly game. the worst team in hockey. They won a hockey game
1: last night um, against uh, one at of the worst least, teams, in or at best, I guess, the second best or worst team in hockey.
0: That's uh, right. If you're watching on YouTube or doing anything right now on YouTube, smash subscribe, please. It's very important for us to have our YouTube numbers strong, uh, just because we're obsessed with it. So if you're listening, head to YouTube subscribe there if you're chatting along right now we appreciate you there's always some funny stuff in there smash subscribe we're trying to get to uh our goal is to get to 3,000 subscribers by the all-star break and that's in a couple of weeks so yeah. pound that button please i do want to give a do. quick
2: shout out to uh to the listeners who absolutely flooded the apple podcasts page because uh like i, I don't know it was, i think like Only a couple days ago, I was like, we only have 17 reviews on Apple Podcasts and we had hundreds on Spotify. And like two days later, we have like 150 something reviews on Apple Podcasts. So uh, shout outs to the listeners that went and ran and uh, and gave us some awesome reviews there. If you haven't done it, please do it. Like DJ said, hit the uh, subscribe on YouTube as well. Let's get those numbers up.
0: And uh, shout out to uh, Sean Dersey because he experienced yeah, the buddy. chaos bump. I saw with my own eyes. Sean Dersey a blast from the point scored last night in the Coyotes' flames loss to the Flames. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Doesn't matter though. It doesn't matter. It's cool. devastating. OT loss, but Flames
1: but he won was, in overtime. Yeah. Yeah, he was the best. They won in overtime on a power play goal for too many men on three in three-on-three three hockey, which I had never seen. But yeah, Dursey, uh, goal, sweet assist, and was laying the fucking body. He yeah, was all over the place yesterday.
2: What's the most embarrassing penalty to take in hockey? Is, too many men at three-on-three three has got to be up there.
1: Embarrassing? That is up there. I, uh, at some point last week, Lawson Kraus took a penalty for playing the puck with a broken stick. And that was one where, like, as soon as he did it, he was like, "Ah, fuck!" And so it was kind of like he looked; it looked a little embarrassing for him. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we so saw little- we saw Kira Schmid take it. That is the most. <laughs> that, <laughs> was yeah. fun. that was funny. That was any, so
0: fun sort of, any sort of playing the puck when obviously you can't fucking play the puck there is uh is the most embarrassing one. Dougie Hamilton it, playing the puck in the yes. penalty box is and, probably. I tops. mean,
1: any of the penalties that is just like it's just a pure mental lapse like the schmidt thing was like playing with a broken stick or something like, like the the too many men on the ice you can at least argue that like there's a lot going on and it's not just like a one person's fault like you have the other person has to also be on the ice at the same time right but any of the mental lapses i feel like those are easily i the mean possible. all you have Somebody to do in,
2: suggested- a, in that situation all you have to do is count to three and that's why i think i find it embarrassing the akira Schmid one and the, specifically the dougie hamilton one like the dougie hamilton one is one of the more funny and embarrassing penalties that I can remember in like, even my lifetime, him playing the puck while in the penalty box and then having to stay in the penalty box because of it is so fucking funny. But, uh, that's like, you that one I can kind of forgive. Cause it's just, it has the, the energy of like, you let intrusive thoughts win. Like you just, you just saw a puck coming towards you and just out of instinct, you're like, I got to play it. I don't, I don't care what the rules are. I got to play it. And that's the thing I can, of like, they can told forgive that,
0: that's thing, like, back in the day, in, like, youth sports, they'd be like, you got to sleep with a football. Every yeah. time you see a football, that's your rock. You want that football. So, like, Dougie Hamilton just balls so hard that he saw a puck, and he was like, check this
1: shit off. Mine. Yeah. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean in the chat, good name, bad spelling, said that embellishment is pretty embarrassing. I do feel like that Strong disagree. Really? I feel like that if, that— if you get caught for— Like, if you get called for embellishing, everyone's got to be sitting there being like— what the? What, it's are, like, what are you doing, guy? I it's know it's subjective, subjective, but like, that's what I'm saying. In order for somebody to get, like, it's subjective, so I feel like he doesn't get called often. In order for someone to get called for embellishment, it needs to be, like, blatantly obvious. And, and I feel like that's a tough well, situation.
0: I'll correct you in the moment because you're a very smart person. Uh, blatantly obvious is redundant. You're right. That is true. Blatant. Uh, but uh, the embellishment thing, a lot of times, like, if somebody gets embellishment for, like, snapping their head back when they didn't get hit, th- that's how I would react. If I see something coming at me from, like, 10 miles away, if I see it out of the corner of my eye, I flinch. Yeah, I'm thinking more of, like, a dive.
1: Yeah. Like, that one is, like, if you're if you're flopping, like, LeBron I after, mean, then that, that's a tough look.
2: Yeah, it depends on the degree of the dive, yeah. right? Yeah. And, like, and, you know, that we've seen instances where guys, like, are actually high-sticked, and then they throw their head back to kind of sell it. That's not embarrassing. That's trying to get the call. But like, if nothing happens to you and you dive, that's, that's a tough look. I, what about, uh, what about puck over the glass there, that there are certain degrees of that as well, where, um, you know, if, if it's like kind of an unforced error and you just sail it over the glass, that's so embarrassing.
0: So I agree. And and it's like a happens to everybody kind of thing, but it doesn't make it less embarrassing like you you wanna that is probably the biggest like wanna get away moment <laughs> so that that I actually would put up there, especially if the stakes are high if it's
1: like the third period or overtime or anything like that. I disagree mm-hmm. I feel like puck over the glass like that that one is. It's not like it's a mental lapse or anything. Like, you're clearly trying to do something, but hockey's a hard sport, and so sometimes shots, passes don't go exactly where you want them to. But, like, it's not like it's not like they didn't realize that the puck couldn't go over the glass and they were trying to put it over the glass. Like, that would I be mean, embarrassing to me. It,
2: I, no, I, I disagree just because it's, like, it's essentially like missing the net on a breakaway. Where it's like all you gotta do is just fucking put it on target, pal. Just just hit something.
1: Yeah, and- but even then, like if you miss a if you miss the net on a breakaway, it's like it's not like you were trying to miss the net. You just you might just suck at hockey in that moment. Like that's right, not- but the
2: result is still embarrassing. Yeah,
1: I, I would say like miss that missing the net doesn't compare to like I know it's not a penalty technically, but like skating past the puck on a on a shootout or a penalty shot like that to me is the most embarrassing thing you can do in hockey. Uh
0: speaking of trying and following rules, I need to note yet another Zach Hyman goal was wiped out last night I by an offside <laughs> review and
2: when they went to review it I was like, "These mother, oh he was so offside." Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like the the fact that wasn't blown in real time is like I feel like the goal should have counted just because if you didn't see that in real time then like God bless you, you don't deserve to have your job.
0: That <laughs> like, was like the bar full of drunks thing.
2: Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah, every- that's right. I forgot that that was our rule, that like if a bar full of drugs can identify the call, then like you deserve to get fired if you didn't see it.
0: Right, uh, but I just need to shout out that, he, I mean, he would have a million goals right now if soft side were in role. But that one I was actually in favor of and the Oilers came back anyway. We have an update on the All-Star jerseys because Mm -hmm. yesterday there was a leak from I believe the Panthers non NHL pro shop and they put up pictures of Sergei Bobrovsky and Sam Reinhart jerseys people reacted to the fact that the name is below the numbers and that it is Tate McRae Ariana Grande uh, Taylor Swift whatever all lowercase and they had a negative reaction to it I ask did we not already know this? We talked about this on Monday. Sean, you got the picture of like the lookbook thing. It says it right there. Everyone's mm-hmm. having this big reaction and they're mad about it. I'm a surprised that everybody is upset about this and B that they didn't know it already. I personally like that. This is one of the, as I said, Monday curated, stupid elements of this Jersey.
2: I agree. Like I, I, I First part, I will say it looks dumber than I expected. It looks dumber, at least in those screenshots, than uh, the, the the actual photos of the real-life people wearing it when it says All-Star. Like, I, I think that it, it, I liked it in the real-life photo. And that one, I don't know if it's just kind of like the mock-up part of it, but it looks so goofy. And that it looks is- very, it looks very like uh text bubbly like aim text bubble some people said it looks very McDonald's y.
0: Yeah so that, that is the most that craft is the most
2: McDonald's e- That
1: that's the most McDonald's craft mac and, e- and, cheese, Kraft mac and yeah. cheese.
2: That's a that's great got especially call.
1: especially the blue one. Uh, yeah it is or or like I saw this and I immediately thought like the crow and frost box from McDonald's. Like it is it is aggressively. It like it gives a... What, McGrimmis vibes? Grimace vibes? Gr- Grimace? Yeah, yeah. Grimmis is no purple. I know he's purple, but this is. No purple. That is They should have done a purple ask. one. That would go hard.
0: I think, I forget who it was. Maybe it was Jeff or somebody. Somebody had said McDonald's when these first hit. That is the most McDonald's they look.
2: Yeah. And that, I, that... But, but we've gotten to a point where I don't think that there would be anything on these jerseys that would make me out on them. Just because, like, the more ridiculous that you get, it's yeah we know we know they're ridiculous we know they're insane that is the point so like that part of it we already knew not a big shock to us but like even if i just discovered that i don't think i would be like oh now i'm out like if you weren't already out you're probably not going to be out at this point i think the only thing that would ruin it for me and it wouldn't ruin the jersey but like i would feel worse about it is if we're doing like color rush here I think it would just look super ugly if they Strong did color disagree. rush. Strong disagree. Sean wants I color want rush. It. I want it.
1: I it's the fucking all-star game. Who gives a shit? Like, it would look shit. It's not like it, they have to be worn all the time. Uh, so, like, in terms of the on-ice look of them, like, if it's going to be happening for one night, you might as well make them crazy as shit. And to see, like, the all They look like Power Rangers. It look fucking awesome. All right. Whose jersey? We we're going to do this Monday, but
0: we forgot. Whose jersey of the all-stars and assuming it would be
2: their division's jersey, whose jersey do you want here? Uh I'm I'm taking the white Nathan McKinnon jersey. I know Sean wants the white one, and if I if I got to pick anyone that I want, I would do the Piss Nathan McKinnon jersey, the full full gold. Like but I I have hundred percent decided I'm getting McKinnon just because He's been like the best player in the world. And I fucking love that guy to the highest degree. We've gone over this several times. I don't need to declare it again. But Nathan McKinnon is the best, dude.
1: Sean, who are you getting? Um, I mean, I also, I do very much like the white ones. But I think I have to go a, a yellow piss. Uh, Clayton Keller, number nine. I don't have a, I don't somehow don't have a Coyotes jersey. I li- I do like the yellow a lot. And as I told you, DJ, turn the six upside down. Toronto, six upside down. It's a nine. It just it makes. I feel like for a Toronto one, it would be dope. A Keller piss jersey would go absolutely nuts. To
0: those who don't follow our nonsense or listen to brunch or anything, uh, the Chargers made like a special edition uh, gold jersey that we really had our eye on for a while, called the piss jersey. I don't think they called it that,
2: but we certainly did. And uh, they never wore it. It was just like no, a like a, like a fan, fan service fashion jersey. Yeah, I almost got a Herbert piss jersey like a hundred <laughs> times. Never did it. Yeah. You uh, how many times have you tweeted at the Chargers team account saying just wear the piss jersey? Wear the piss jersey, <laughs> like
0: something goes wrong with the team and like cause the fans track like when they wear the uh when they wear the navy jerseys, which I love so much, that is like a guaranteed Charger shit is going to happen. So don't wear them. But I love them so much, it's my favorite jersey they wear. So whenever they wear those and then they lose, I tweet at them wear the piss jersey.
2: But a Clayton I- Keller piss jersey, yeah. I know we're a little tight on money as a show right now. We need to sell more stuff, but um smash I subscribe think on it, YouTube. I think that it would be um worth worth the payment if uh when the Chargers hire Jim Harbaugh, you go to the in- introductory press conference and you ask him, Hey Jim, uh DJ Bean from What Chaos? Uh, any thoughts on the Chargers wearing the piss jerseys? And do you think you could do what he says you come
0: from a place that wears a lot of gold how about the piss jersey what do you think coach something like that right uh i think it's a good idea uh my jersey this might surprise some folks because i definitely want a frank vetrano all-star jersey but Mm -hmm. i think i would go red leon dreisaitl
2: that's not a shock not a shock in the slightest.
0: what is a shock though sean said he doesn't have a coyotes jersey I mm-hmm. believe, we'll see, the Coyotes did ask. They were like, give us the address. After I had told Sean Dersey, please give us a free jersey. Um, Sean says he doesn't own a Coyotes jersey. I don't own a Leon Drysaddle jersey. And Drysaddle is probably, all kidding aside, my favorite player in the league. So, Drysaddle All-Star, a red McDonald's jersey, lowercase. Mwah.
2: I like that. I can't I'm believe that, that you don't... I can't believe that you don't own a dry sidle jersey because like the like essentially the reason that i found out about leon dry was you talking about how badly you needed a leon dry uh team europe jersey during the world cup of hockey before the world was in on leon dry you were so in on leon dry and you just wanted that Team Europe jersey so bad. I can't believe you never got it.
1: And now he has two Oilers jerseys, neither of which. I know. Are famously, Leon a Zach Hyman
2: jersey before a Leon Drysaddle jersey. Crazy. Crazy.
0: Famously, the Oilers, famously, Adidas sent me a World Cup of Hockey care package and it was a bunch of USA stuff. And I like r- responded to them Hey, do you have like Leon dry saddle team Europe stuff. Like, I I don't really know what I'm going to do with this team USA stuff. I may be (laughs) an American podcast host, but I'm not going to wear this shirt
2: that's my that's my second favorite story involving the world cup of hockey and the pursuit of a hockey jersey uh from it because my buddy was uh like a late adopter to the world cup of hockey and team north america like before their final game he was like huh this team's awesome right i think i might get a jersey and they were all sold out at that point because everybody was on board with tna and the only jersey left that from that was uh ryan murray so he got a ryan murray (laughs) team north america jersey and it just makes, still makes me laugh to this day that he owns uh, a Ryan Murray jersey.
0: If you could have any Team North America
2: jersey, what would it be? Nathan McKinnon, baby. It's
0: I've wanted Seth Nathan Jones. McKinnon
2: jersey for so long, and I don't have one. So that's why I want to get one. And it would feel right getting the All-Star jersey, given that it's like kind of at the height of his powers right now.
0: I want a Seth Jones uh, Team North America jersey, which is a nice transition into the game that you went to last night, the Celebrity Bowl between the Blackhawks and the Sharks. Blackhawks won in a lengthy shootout, but we were texting during overtime saying what an amazing moment it would be if in this one, one contest, Seth Jones with zero goals were to call game. I am very against getting on Seth Jones. His contract is his contract, whatever. He's an awesome player. I will say it's very weird that we've just arrived at a point in time where we're like, yeah, Seth Jones doesn't score goals and that's okay. How? How? He's fucking 6'4 and athletic. How does he not just, like, crash into the net at some point and score a goal?
2: It's, it's wild. It's wild. Like, there's a goalie in the league that has a goal, and Seth Jones doesn't have a goal. That is insane to me. But when you look at the Blackhawks, like, it's the problem that's affecting seth jones is a problem that's affecting pretty much every player on the blackhawks they don't shoot the fucking puck it's crazy they just don't put pucks on net and i will give them credit they they are a much better defensive team uh, of late than i thought that they could ever be this season like they're vlasic, defending dude. Pre- they're defending pretty well like vlasic is awesome yeah it's it's i think that they're 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 probably in their head too much where they they don't want to be giving up goals so they're playing like too conservatively but they didn't have uh they in, in any of the periods last night they didn't have more than 10 shots on net. I think they finished with like 25 in regulation or something. They're passing up way too many looks and I like Seth Jones just fucking shoot it from the point man. Like you've got a good shot. Put pucks on net and I know that's the cliche thing. Pucks on net, pucks on net, pucks on net, but like legitimately Chicago Blackhawks, just fucking throw the puck at the net. Hope that it bounces off somebody and goes in the back of the net. That game last night was super frustrating. I know these are two pretty bad teams, but like a 1-1 game where not much was happening. A couple fights, pretty interesting, but like regulation was a slog, man. And the building was very dead. Can't blame them. It was like negative degrees. Out, I, I think the biggest pop of the night was when they announced that uh, it had hit three degrees for the first time in 48 hours. So there's a big cheer for that. Um, but like obviously terrible weather, Tuesday night, no Bedard, two of the, the two worst teams in the league. Didn't expect it to be a packed house. But man, that place is like a library. It was tough. Did you get the tenders? I did get the tenders. I got How'd the tenders. Hit? Tenders were, were, were solid. My, uh, my highlight in terms of food was I got a, I got a raw dog hot dog. You know the deal with that. We've done that at, uh, at oh yeah, at, uh, Red Sox games. Hot dog, no condiments, just straight up. I was hoping to get a Chicago dog, but uh, they didn't. I didn't see them. We were up in the the uh, the penthouse suite last night, not to brag. First wow. time, uh, first time that we had been up there. So it was food situation was a little bit uh, foreign to me. Ended up getting a raw dog, hot dog. That thing slapped. It was so good.
0: Sean, would you do me a favor, put yourself on camera and recreate the face
1: you made as Pete was <laughs> doing just, all that? Just a disgust. No, Yo. Don't un- knock immediate. it
0: until you tried it, my brother. No,
1: that is that that is you should be put on a list for eating. What are you talking coffee. about, man? Then I'm
0: right there, I'm right there on the list with him. Yeah, which is no, not a surprise. Both of you should be
1: on list. That is a clear indicator of of I don't know, like violence. Like you're gonna you're gonna do something evil now. I mean,
2: especially in Chicago, do you think people would get more mad at me for putting ketchup on the hot dog or putting no condiments on the hot dog?
1: Oh, maybe get more mad about ketchup for sure. But people yeah, in Chicago are right? fucked, like respect, <laughs> but their, their food opinions don't make any sense and they're wrong. Uh, I
2: mean, the, as Chicago is one of the best food cities in America, oh, so I can't I can't say that no, they're no, no, wrong.
1: No. Yeah, it has great food. It doesn't mean that their takes on food aren't ass backwards. That's like, fair. Like
2: ketchup on a hot dog is fine.
1: Yes, agreed. Man.
0: So you did Lou Mitchell's. You got a raw dog in there. You got some tenders. It sounds like you're living the life, my guy.
2: I'm hitting Trivoli Tavern tonight. That's I feel like an old man because I woke up this morning and I was like, I can't wait to go to dinner. <laughs> like that seems like the like the most middle aged thing that you could possibly happen when you're like you're traveling somewhere and you're like, I just want to go to dinner at this place. But that, I'm so excited for, for Trivoli Tavern.
0: That rules, man on oh, man. Um, uh, it was a great, I gotta say, it was a great shootout. The Nyquil you know. was hitting very hard at this point. I liked overtime, even though I was yelling at Seth Jones
2: to shoot the puck. I out. hated overtime. I, I hated overtime. I so
0: happy if he scored. But the Blackhawks had a power play in overtime. Kevin Korczynski, our guy, uh, made a game saving play because a puck got mm-hmm. through Peter Mrazic and he cleared it out. The shootout was Bonkersville. Because Jason Dickinson had an incredible attempt that hit the post, went off McKenzie Blackwood's back, and then fell, just like landed dead on the goal line, didn't go in. Peter Mrazek I thought was really good in the shootout. I'm just liking Peter Mrazek this year. Yeah, You you know me oh, like and yeah. my Czech guys. I just, I, I like that dude. But great, great, exciting, like last 20 calendar minutes of that game.
2: US calendar minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the shootout was electric. Overtime was painful. I'll tell you that. Like I don't think I've ever enjoyed three on three overtime less than watching the Blackhawks and Sharks play last night. It was, it was to tough to to get through. But they did they did reward me with an incredible electric shootout that was hilarious. It was a hilarious shootout. Nine rounds. Uh the Blackhawks ultimately won with uh I believe it was um who was it? Uh horse Kachuk
0: yes i I think think so
2: Uh, i had the game
0: winner i was dead nyquilled out at that point
2: won us some money because the wheel spin yesterday told us to bet on the blackhawks so uh shout out to the wheel big fan also big fan of uh somebody was just playing tony hawk on uh on the jumbotron during an intermission that was that's pretty sick they were just playing like old retro video games it, it reminded on the, on me of uh, of the
1: 1975 concert where yes, they started playing like, all the distraction, like the TikTok shit, just to keep yeah. the millennials engaged. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I thought that was that was
2: great. Um, from that is that I watched a game between the two worst teams in the league. And both of them obviously coming out of the Western conference, the Western conference is so much more interesting for better and for worse this season than the Eastern conference, like the Western conference has all the best teams in my opinion, and they also have all the worst teams. Maybe, maybe just with the exception of the, the Columbus blue jackets, like The Western Conference has everything you could want. And the Eastern Conference, to me, top to bottom, nobody really stands out as far as being like a great team. Like even if you talk about the Bruins, I don't think the Bruins are a great team. And that might surprise some people. The Bruins are not a great team. There aren't a lot of great teams in the East. No, there's nobody that stands out. Like I think there are good teams in the East, but I don't think there's any great team. And there's also not like a super, super embarrassing team other than the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Eastern Conference, right?
0: Yeah, so I I said at the beginning of the season when the Bruins got off to a a really good start, like, they're not great, but the good thing for them is that no one's really great. So Mm -hmm. they could still be near the top or maybe even at the top of a group of, like, mid-ass contenders. And when you're in the East, it's just like, I don't know, worry about when you have to face the Oilers or the Knights, but you can get through this group until then because nobody's amazing you're so right that like even the bad teams in the east aren't exciting like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get up for a senator's blue jackets game the way that i would for a sharks uh a sharks blackhawks game or earlier in the season a sharks oilers game i do like famously the blue jackets roster but Mm -hmm. That's just an individual guys thing, I think, at this point. And I'm not turning on every Blue Jackets game. I have watched so many random Blackhawks games this season. You yeah. are right. The best of the West is way more exciting than in the East. And the worst of the West is way more exciting than in the East. And that's I do want to put a call. And that's with the Sabres being one of the worst teams in
2: the East. Yeah, well, I mean, at times. Like, the Sabres have found it and quickly lost it and found it and quickly lost it. But like they're not they're not so embarrassing that it's you know entertaining but my call like if you're a listener of the show and you're an, uh, a fan of an eastern conference <laughs> team like please give us compelling reasons why we should care about your team and why your team is maybe more interesting than anything going on in the west because i would love to hear people's takes on that fans always talk about hey why don't you talk about our team on the show Why don't you mention our team? That's why we introduced the wheel. That Maybe we could introduce some teams and some takes that we might not otherwise get. But right now, like to me, all the interesting stuff is coming out of the West, including the Winnipeg Jets, man. The Winnipeg Jets, America's team. I told you, early adopter on the Winnipeg Jets. Get on board. They got Kyle Connor back. 33 straight games in which they've allowed three or fewer goals. Watched a little
0: bit of them last night against the Islanders. Incredible. Very good team. Very,
2: very good team. Very, very good team.
0: No joke. If they were in the East, it would be their their conference. Uh, Last thing before we spin the wheel, got to take a look at these lightning jerseys. It's a limited edition thing for a pirate festival they do. And these dropped yesterday right after the show. It looks very Grateful Dead. I want to get this, send it to my guy from the freezer and have him tie-dye it or Mm. just wear it raw dog. I love this jersey. I don't know if it speaks to that the that the Lightning's normal jerseys are kind of mid, but I'm a big, big fan of this and also of uh, there being a thing that is a pirate festival.
2: I hate the Lightning's typical jerseys, and these really don't do a whole lot for me. Uh, like, I know that they're Gasparilla-themed jerseys, and uh, having, having accidentally found myself in Tampa Bay during Gasparilla one year, I hate Gasparilla so much. It's just a fucking disaster that everybody's hammered all the time and it was a nightmare so uh i have an aversion to these jerseys not a big fan i do love the idea though of tie dying it
1: yeah man i love the pirate wheel i hate the front logo i think it's lame as shit um it looks like a very like create a team logo and then they just slap their logo yeah. on the forehead of the skull but i'm a i'm a sucker for a pirate wheel i don't know why a- but that's a nice badge
2: it does look like somebody tried to make like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers logo into a Grateful Dead type logo. Like yep. it's it's a a weird bastardized Tampa Bay light Tampa Bay Lightning Tampa Bay Buccaneers Grateful Dead mashup.
0: I need to bring it in at some point. I have a San Jose Sharks Golden State Warriors jersey mashup thing that was given as I am, a yeah. I can't remember if it was it was in one of the teams games. They did some sort of like they did like It was probably at a Warriors game because I don't think people go to Sharks games. So I think they were like, hey, it's Sharks night. Come here. It's probably at a Sharks Sharks game. So hey, Warriors fans. Yeah, exactly. So come here. We'll give this thing uh, away. I like this jersey, though. Okay, let us do some final thoughts. Spin the wheel. Say some things about NHL teams. I'm first. Sean, go first. Okay, Sean, go first. Say something about the Stars,
2: Sean. All right. <laughs> All right. So those that's Sean's thoughts on the Dallas stars. Nice. Pretty good. I agree. All right. Since we're going out of order, Pete, you're next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, stars fans. Uh, oh, ah, hell yes. The Winnipeg Jets, baby. I just more. gave you my thoughts. Uh, I was. I, I actually, before I brought up the Winnipeg Jets, I was like, should I save it and hope that I get them in the wheel? But then I was like, what are the chances I get them in the wheel? Turns out, pretty good. Winnipeg Jets, fucking rule. I, uh, they're very near the top for me in terms of like this team could win the Stanley Cup, and I, I think I might be rooting for them. Uh, Winnipeg Jets take Nikolai Ehlers, amazing. Nikolai Whoa. Ehlers is an amazing player, so I'm glad that he's finally getting his shine this year. That dude rocks, electric nice. player.
1: Spin the wheel. Spin uh, it. To answer your question, Pete, the odds were 1 in 32. Yeah. That's right. What's Spin the percentage? Spin that ass for me. Guy. Ooh. That's right. No Wait,
2: I'm not seeing the wheel. Who is it?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't share it. Uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia
0: Flyers. All right. Call me a conspiracy theorist. But uh, you know this uh, Cutter Gautier thing that happened last week? hmm I think Kevin Hayes' fingerprints are all over it. That's my take. I kid That's juicy. that's juicy what ended up did did we get like any more stuff from that or was it like people just yelled at uh, the Anthony Sanfilippo guy and now it's all over
2: yeah I think it was like a 36 hour we hate this guy you're public enemy number one okay business back to usual okay
0: let me actually try to let's actually try to do like a minute on the flyers that is not about torts or the uh shit hitting the fan with the cutter gotier thing where I have, a, flyers- I have a flyers
2: take um, okay. I, I I really like their new jerseys. Their new jerseys are quite nice, and uh, I know they're not very different from like all the other jerseys that they have. Lots but these Flyers. ones, but these ones are definitely better than the ones that they've been running out for the past like five, six, seven, eight years or whatever it is.
0: I have something to say about the Flyers. Uh, they are a sneaky hot since the Cutter Gautier trade. They've won four games I in was? a row. Not all since that trade. I think they've won three since then. But Flyers, like, not really going anywhere. Season were not nope. end today. They'd finish third in the Metro. They sit second right now, but games in hand. Blah, 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 blah. Flyers for real in a not for real conference. What it's I love some,
2: about- saw some Bruins fans clamoring for a uh, like Jim Montgomery, Jack Adams this year uh, because of like all the losses for that roster. I don't even think that Jim Montgomery would finish top three in Jack Adams at this point. Like no. for me, it would might be like Rick talk Bonus, it. Rick Tockett. Yeah, uh, and then uh, John Tortorella. Yeah,
0: Those would I be my agree. top three. That's my three. Although Chris Knobloch could end up Nobloch, being yeah. in the mix, which that that is like
2: unfair. That's that's cheating. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like being it's like being born on third base.
1: Yeah, what I love about Naublock f- famously played second base. That's right. Mm. Poorly. I don't know how many Philadelphia people you have in your lives, but you can clearly see that Philly sports fans have had a pretty rough like last year. They lost and they got or they didn't get swept. They blew a two nothing lead against the D-backs and the NLD or NLCS, and then obviously the Eagles were the Eagles. And now you can see Philly fans like hesitantly start starting to buy into the Flyers because they have nothing else. Even though the Flyers are clearly overachieving, and then they're going to get to the playoffs and destroy Philly fans again. And I live it. I'm living for it because I
2: hate I it. I did unironically utter the words this week at least you have the Flyers to win. Yeah, one my that's why I, I keep fan.
1: saying the Philly fans, but yeah. I know. I, and that's because there's no consequences for me. They are the ones that are going to get their hopes up and then have their hearts crushed. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Before right. we get out of here,
2: I just want to say uh, Nick Siriani, weird bitch. I hate that guy. He's a weird bitch. Why? He's a weird bitch. He's I mean, to be an unemployed like, weird. bitch. he's the, like the main character. He has 100%. big like I'm the main character energy. He's Such a fucking tool. I hate that guy.
0: First of all, all right, two things on main character energy and uh, narcissism. Yeah, everybody is a
2: narcissist.
0: You don't want to be. You don't want to be a narcissist to the level of Donald Trump. But everybody's a narcissist. So whenever somebody calls somebody a narcissist, I'm like,
2: well, okay. everybody has narcissistic tendencies. Not everybody is like a blatant weird uncomfortable narcissist right
0: where it's just like a a striking narcissist
2: everybody has narcissistic tendencies in the sense that like you think about yourself more than anybody in the world could ever think about you and that right. that applies to every person ever and that that's normal like that's you don't have to feel everything is really through your lens that.
0: everything is what does this mean about me what does this do for me what does this say for me and yeah.
2: even when you're feeling very very
0: selfless you're being narcissistic i think but mm. nick serene is a tool yeah, I think I'll
1: part see. of narcissism is is a inability to take accountability for your actions and uh, always thinking that someone else is responsible for it. And I I, I don't know, but Sirianni gives that energy big time. Like he, he seems like an excuse guy.
0: I mean, he seems though he he's not going to get quite to where. And now we're grabbing ass with footballs. He's <laughs> not going to get to where it got with Brandon Staley because he's not going to be around long enough for it to get where it got with Brandon Staley. But when a coach knows. That they're bad at the job and are about to get fired. They really, it's like fire them for their own sake so they can get another job at some point. Nobody's ever gonna make Brandon Staley a head coach because of how he handled the last like extra seven months he was a Chargers coach. Sirianni might be in the same position where he's like just so waiting to get fired that he's gonna be bitchy. I don't know if it makes him a weird bitch though.
2: It makes him a weird bitch.
1: He, he's, he's, did you see the video of, i like
2: what's that cheese fans when he was going into the tunnel he's like why are do
1: you doing that now cheese fans oh no no, no. there That's was something Chiefs where he was like here. he was like waving to somebody and uh jalen hurts was literally like bro what are you doing and like grabbed his yeah. an arm and pulled it back yeah out. i
2: was like <laughs> i think that was the same game and it's yeah. like it's like dude when you're a young quarterback is the voice of reason and talking down a coach on the sidelines in like the heat of a moment, that's a very bad sign.
0: So a thing that they used to say about quarterbacks, which I think they've stopped saying because they realized it was racist, is a quarterback should be the CEO out there, and they would use it to be like, that guy doesn't really look like the CEO type. So I don't think literally your quarterback should appear to be plausibly the CEO of your franchise. And that is what the Eagles have looked like the last few days.
1: He's it, the most mature person in the it organization. Looks like, yes.
0: It looks like Jalen Hurts is the only level-headed, mature person in that only whole organization. Room, yeah. Holy Jason fuck, Kelsey. that is not good. Jason Kelsey too. But Jason, Jason Kelsey,
1: Kelsey at this point is just like a fun, lovable teddy bear He's who's He's old. Get a bunch of old pregnant yeah. bitches running around the club? Did you he say old goes. pregnant
0: bitches? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, do you get that reference? No, what's that from? Sean, you don't either. No. Hopefully the chat does. I was not calling Jason Kelsey pregnant. Um, knocked up when they're trying to get in the club. And oh uh,
2: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can't
0: think of his name. Uh, uh, Daryl from The Office. Uh, Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson Robinson is like the reason I can't let you in the club is because you're old as fuck. You're (laughs) old. She's pregnant. Can't have a bunch of old pregnant bitches running around the club. So, that's, nice. so like, yeah. Jason Kelsey cannot be the like, no, like we got that. That guy's got it under control. Yeah, I would hope a ninety-year-old offensive lineman is pretty level-headed at this point. For your like twenty-six-year-old quarterback who is a superstar and making all this money to be the only person that's like, guys, let's try to keep it together, okay? If I'm a Philly, not fan, great.
1: If I'm a Philly fan, listen to this conversation. I am so beyond bothered because it's like everyone wants your quarterback to be the most mature person in the room. Everyone spent the last two and a half years praising Jalen Hurts for being a coach's kid, for being more mature than everybody else. And now it's here and it's like, it's tough. I'm, I'm going to push back on that. Want your, you, want your yeah, you want your quarterback the organization that strikes me. I know what yeah. we're yeah. saying. I'm just saying from a Philly fans perspective, they're not going to look at it like that. Well, it's to clarify, easy. you want your quarterback it's to be the most bad, mature yeah.
2: player on the roster, not in the organization.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no. I like I said, I understand the point that we're making because I'm on the same page as you, but as I know how Philly fans work or how sports fans work. And if you're talking about my team like this, I'm gonna look at you being like, fuck off. Of course our quarterback is mature. Why is that a bad thing? But yeah, it's it's not that he's mature, Do you, it's that he's the most mature.
0: After the show, now we put out a clip of the show for on Twitter to hey, subscribe, check out the episode. Can we make it without any explanation? This, this like in-depth Philadelphia Eagles organizational conversation. to should be like, we break down the Leafs, the Oilers, pirate hockey jerseys. And it's us, Jalen Hurts came in <laughs> as a second-round <laughs> pick. Mind you, this guy transferred and became a start. All this
1: stuff. Lovely. Um, that's a whole other. I hate when people are like, he's gone through so much adversity like he did at Alabama. You mean when he sucked? Like when he was not good at his job and so he lost it to another guy who was not that great at his job, too, is all right, but you know what I'm saying. Like it's just it's crazy to me how people they want they want that team and him to be so good, so bad. And I just don't think they Sean,
0: are Sean, where did you come from, man? You are so not what's your generation, Gen Z?
1: I don't fucking know. I've uh, never bothered trying to understand. And that it speaks to
0: it. Sean <laughs> is so not his generation that he's not like he's not boomerish about it, but he's like Hey, you know why that guy lost their job? Because they weren't doing a good job. That is not of your generation.
2: Your generation most is most mature person in this organization, I, which I, I am, think is exactly what you
0: want. You I'm want the, 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 producer to the most mature. Yeah, you're the CEO of this organization. That's right. Well, uh, this has been a lovely hockey conversation, wire to wire. We will be back tomorrow to wrap up the week. Hit subscribe everywhere you can podcasts, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, smash the numbers, even send the YouTube link to some friends and be like, Hey, they're trying to hit 3k. You're going to like what you see. I guarantee it. Shout out game time. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.